Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. WXME AM 780 Monticello Holton Presque Counting. This is the Aroostook Watcher Radio Show. This is Jack McCarthy, your host, coming to you live on the Constitutional Radio Network, The Conscience of Maine, live on 780 AM, Superstation WXAME, WXME out of Monticello, Maine, a very pretty wide spot in the road just north of Holton, Maine. Holton, Maine is at the end of the world. That's where the interstate ends on the east coast, north-south. One end is in... Miami, the other end is in Holton, Maine. And then Monticello is just a little further north from there. Thanks for being with us today. We are recording this on Friday night for play on Saturday morning. So if there's something that broke and we didn't catch it, that's why. So we're going to start, as is our custom, with um, scripture and a devotional. And where is it? There it is. Revelations 3, 15, 16, 17. I know your record of works and what you are doing. You are neither cold nor hot. Would that you were cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew you out of my mouth. For you say, I am rich. I have prospered and grown wealthy. And I am in need of nothing. And you do not realize and understand that you are wretched pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. How's that for humbling? Um, From our devotional, we have, um, it was one of my favorite historical characters in the U.S. Uh, The scripture references Exodus 15.2, the Lord is my strength. Born in the eastern Tennessee mountains on August 17, 1786, Davy Crockett, had lived an adventurous life before he was 25, fighting the Cree Indians alongside General Andrew Jackson, hunting bears in the Tennessee mountains with his coonskin cap, his favorite hunting knife, and his beloved musket, Old Betsy. In one week, Davy killed 17 bears, and his annual total was an amazing 105. Uh, there's a funny story that goes with that. We'll do that in a minute. The people of Tennessee elected Davy to represent them in the U.S. Congress. Introducing himself there, he said, I'm the same Davy Crockett, fresh from the backwoods, half horse, half alligator, a little touched with a snapping turtle. I can whip my weight in wildcats if any gentleman pleases for a $10 bill he can throw in a panther too. Although he served well in Congress, Crockett longed for the simpler life in his beloved Tennessee. In 1834, he returned home to his wife and four children. In February 1836, Davy heard about the Mexican Army's imminent attack on the Alamo. Davy and four friends traveled to Texas to fight the Mexicans. To fight, despite the soldiers' courageous stand, the Alamo was overrun by 4,000 Mexican soldiers. Davy Crockett and 150 other brave Americans lost their lives. Crockett's unquestioning Integrity and courage had already earned him the well-deserved title of American Patriot. Can you imagine? Imagine 150 patriots holding the Alamo all those days against a overwhelming force of over 4,000 Mexican soldiers. Wow. Um, One of the things that's going on, I I believe it's in New Hampshire. They've passed a bill. It might be Connecticut. I think it's New Hampshire. They just recently passed a bill 
about bear hunting, which is why I kind of chuckled when I talked here about uh, Davy Crockett and killing 105 bears. This year, this year, for bear baiting, you can't use any chocolate or cocoa-containing items. You can't bear bait with chocolate. Hope nobody tells the bears they won't show up. And next year, you can't even feed them, bear bait them with chocolate donuts or anything containing chocolate. Now, it sounds as silly as I'll get out, but there is a reason. Most animals do not do well with theobromide, which is a primary ingredient in coca, chocolate. So the question was raised, well, you're going to shoot them anyway. No, a lot of them won't get shot. They will come and eat and go away and die on their own with theobromide poisoning, not just the bears, but um, raccoons and other things that will come in there and steal the uh, steal the bears' donuts. Anyway, just kind of a just kind of a side thought. It was kind of comical that uh, we're banning feeding the chocolate to the bears. Don't feed the bears; they could become dependent. <coughs> oh, don't go there. Don't go there. Good grief. Okay, let's see. Um, we have one announcement, and if my producer, Bob Roy, would give me the dates, I would do that right now. Hal Shirtliff is coming up, going to be showing the um, movie on the China financial crisis looming. Uh, Bob, if you put that in the chat, I can put that right in the on the air right at the moment. Uh, Hal Shirtliff, the... Uh, New England John Birch Society representative will be coming up in the very near future. And again, he'll be in uh, different parts of the county over a period of a couple of days. So if you put that in there, Bob, I'll do it. Uh, let's see. While we're waiting for that, uh, what else is going on? I don't think there's anything else going on. Be prepared, folks. Be prepared. Start thinking. Whether you believe in the conspiracy theories or not is immaterial. Be prepared. There are multiple sources, multiple sources, not necessarily uh, end times revelation sources, but financial sources from every different avenue, every different walk of life, different countries, they're talking about some serious financial issues coming up very quickly. Be prepared. Think about what you would do without today. What you couldn't do without tomorrow if, that you use today if it wasn't available on Monday. So, you know, just give it a little thought. Be prepared. It doesn't hurt to be prepared. You know, just, just contemplate for a second what happens if the New Madrid fault opens up a little bit and we actually have a major earthquake and disruption on the East Coast. The grid will cascade down and trucks will stop running. If you rip a tear in the center of the eastern part of the country, things are going to change real quick. And it won't be like the Hurricane Sandy. It won't be a week or two weeks or three weeks stuff will be pouring in to help them. Nothing is going to move. There won't be any grid. It'll take them, even with that, that sort of a catastrophe, it will take them months to get the grid back up. So just be prepared, folks. Don't, don't you know, 
I think there's going to be a lot worse going on. But we'll get into that as the time goes on. There's there's all kinds of red flags popping up from September 15th to October 15th, October 20th. Just pay attention, people. We're going to have to work together. We're going to have to trust each other. We're going to have to help each other if this blooming system comes apart at the seams. Whether it's temporary or permanent, we're still going to have to help each other. People are going to be hungry. People are going to be cold. People are going to be injured. Uh, people are going to be short of life-sustaining tools, medicines. Think about it. Get a little bit ahead. Think about how you would do your normal everyday activities or what would become normal if there was no grid, if the trucks weren't running, if Shop and Save had empty shelves. Just think about it. You know, not not saying you're not going to dwell on it and wring your hands and pull your hair out and fall on the floor. Just think about it because stuff happens. We're not used to stuff happening. We're used to, oh, an ice storm or a really bad snowstorm, and everybody kind of takes care of each other, and in two or three days, everything's kind of back to normal. Or maybe even in the extreme of the, the huge ice storm we had in Maine. Uh, there were a couple of families that were, that were still off the grid <laughs> unintentionally for over three weeks. But everybody else had the grid back. And so they were taking care of those folks. If the grid goes down and stays down, if the trucks don't run, things are going to get crazy. You know what I mean. So you need to be paying attention. Okay. Uh, The movie Death by China will air on Wednesday, August the 26th in St. Agat at my father's place. And on Friday... August 28th, 6 p.m. at the McDonald's in the playroom in the basement in Holton. And Saturday, August 29th, 9 a.m., Governor's for Breakfast in Prescott. Those are Wednesday, the 26th, St. Agat. Friday, the 28th, McDonald's in Holton. Saturday, the 29th, Governor's, 9 o'clock in the morning in Prescott. Be there. Um, interesting that this movie is coming out and uh, and Hal Shurtleff is going to be up showing it considering the crazy gyrations of the financial markets brought to you by China just in the last couple of days. And did you see did you see the picture of that explosion in China? Did you see that? That's pretty stunning, folks. Pretty stunning. An explosion in China equivalent to 21 tons of TNT. The building is still standing, though. You know where I'm going with this? An explosion, the equivalent of 21 tons, not 21 sticks of dynamite, 21 ton of TNT and uh, the building's still standing. But uh, on 9-11, building seven, you know, the other building collapsed from a normal office fire. Sure. I believe that. I I believe, I really want to believe that. Mm Mm-hmm. Give you a little quote from Bastian before we get into some of the other stuff. Men naturally rebel against the injustice of which they are victims. Makes sense, right? Men naturally rebel against the injustice of which they are victims. Thus, when plunder is organized by law for the profit of those who make the law, all the plundered classes try somehow to enter, either by peaceful or revolutionary means, into the making of laws. And you hear what that says? Thus, when plunder is organized by law, legal plunder, for the profit of those who make the law, who does that? Mm-hmm. All the plundered classes, that's you and me, 
try somehow to enter, either by peaceful means, uh, elections, or revolutionary means, you know what that is, into the making of the laws. They want to be the lawmakers. According to their degree of enlightenment, these plundered classes, that's you and me, may may propose one of two entirely different purposes when they attempt to attain political power. How's that going to work, folks? Either they may wish to stop the lawful plunder, or they may wish to share in it. This is from Bastia back in 1850. Think about it, folks. Think about it now before the proverbial poop hits the fan. You want to put a stop to the legal or lawful plunder? Or will you just kind of be part of it and continue the nightmare? You don't think we're in a case of legal plunder or lawful plunder. You're not paying attention. But if it comes apart at the seams, either by peaceful or revolutionary means, from Bastia, what are you going to do? Are you going to say, ah, they did it to us. Now we got them. Now it's our turn. I hope not. I would hope that we would Band together, band of brothers, as they did, 1776. Think about it. In that same thought process, we need to be doing things properly. There's a lot of people waking up to what nullification really means. There are laws on the books in multiple places now that are saying, in different states, that are saying, if the feds take unlawful action in our state, they will be arrested. Wow. Wow. Think about it. There's a line in the sand coming, folks. What are you going to do? Now, back to the biblical thing. And this, this participating in the, in the legal plunder and living as we should now, continuing as we have been in the future. Go back to the book of Daniel. When old Nebuchadnezzar and the the uh, Greeks and Persians said, hey, let's make a law and we'll build this neat statue and we'll make it that when the trumpet blows, everybody has to bow down and worship the statue. All right. And anybody that worships any other god will be incarcerated, let's say, Well, so Daniel, being the rebel that he was, decided that after that law was written by the Medes and Persians, he would uh, go out there and he'd break the law. No, mm -mm, not the way it worked. Daniel went to his room and continued as was his custom, to pray to the living God three times a day. He wasn't rebelling against the new law. He was continuing in the old law. What changed? Legal plunder, criminals. But he continued as was his custom. What are your customs today? Do you customarily nullify bad law 
or do you customarily participate in the legal plunder? Think about it. Not talking about rebelling against a new process. We're talking about doing the right things, whatever the law, good or bad, may say. Okay? Okay, let's jump into a couple other things here. Uh, Somebody wrote, uh, jet jet fuel can melt steel beams, but their passport survived. Mm. Just about like that China. 21 tons of TNT to build them still standing. I think somebody blew it. <clears throat> Literally. Ah, thought you'd like that. Okay, let's see. We got some stuff going on here. Some good stuff first, then some bad stuff. Let's see what happens. Oh, we had a guest in the chat room and he's gone. Come back. Anyway, you're going to love this. Church builds a gun range, launches range ministry. Quote, in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah, I love it. I love it. This is from Breitbart. The Rocky Mountain United Methodist Church decided what to do with the gully behind their church. They built a gun range and launched a gun range ministry in the name of Jesus Christ. Rocky Mountain United Methodist Church is located in Jamison, Alabama. I want to go there. Pastor Philip Wynn said the church first thought of the range as a place to teach gun safety. Then, as involvement and interest grew, they decided to launch a full-blown gun range ministry. And because they have a number of hunters in the church, hunters, cute, they named the range Rocky Mountain Hunt and Gun Club. you got to love it. According to WIAT, Gwyn, the pastor, indicated another reason for the switch from simple gun safety to gun training was the increasing number of women who had bought guns for self-defense and needed practice in using them. you got to love it. you got to love it. He said, we had quite a number of church members, some elderly ladies, for example, and some not-so-elderly women that had purchased guns but didn't know how to use them. They can now learn on church grounds. Standing by the range, Gwyn said, this is an opportunity for us to reach out in the name of Jesus Christ in a setting that is completely unique. Gotta love it. Even odd by some people's standards, but who's to say that church can't happen right here? The Jameson Police Department is also using the Rocky Mountain Hunt and Gun Club as well and offering training courses to the public. Yeah. Hey, Pastor, when are we going to have, don't forget, this is bring your guns to church Sunday. After church, we're going to have target practice. Come on. Come on, people. It's get with the program here. You got to love it. Church builds a gun range. I love it. I just love it. Okay, here's this guy. This is uh, another good cop. This is. Uh, this is a video, and I didn't have the way to – I'm trying something new tonight, getting this thing uh, up and running. So uh, I didn't have a way to play the clips, and I'll work on that for next week, and uh, we'll see what happens. But we often hear about those. Uh, there are good cops out there, but the funny thing is that there are so many good cops, they rarely seem to stand up for the rights of citizens. Recently, however, one officer stuck up for citizens who were being detained on the 4th of July. The video was uploaded to Facebook and has been spread like wildfire. Two security guards had detained and were about to search people just for watching fireworks. But that's when a police officer showed up on the scene and said, there is a constitution that I swore an oath to. So don't freaking mess with it with these citizens. Do you understand me? Yeehaw. I know you aren't supposed to, to, aren't subject, start over, quote, I know you aren't subjected to the Constitution when it comes to your job, but don't mess with it, the officer said. They have a right to their property. They have a right not to be searched by anybody. They have a right not to be accosted, he adds. I swore an oath to the Constitution 
don't mess with it. Man, where are the rest of them? Where are the rest of them? We could use a few thousand like him. Doesn't even give his name. Doesn't even give his name. Wow. But good news. Good news. There's one for you. And another one. We got. I like being able to give you some good news, folks. So much crap going on. Calvert, Texas. Listen to this. Retired municipal court judge David Viscard has recently come forward to expose the use of quotas on speeding tickets. Oh, I'm stunned. I'm just stunned. Nobody would do that. Jeez. Hey, In an exclusive interview this week, Viscard told WFAA that the police department and the local courts were involved in a revenue collection scheme where officers had quotas for speeding tickets and judges were pressured to rush the cases through the courts. Just stunned. Just stunned. Fiskard was a volunteer municipal court judge for over 15 years. Quote, when I first became a judge, we had one reserve officer. That's all he did on Friday and Saturday. Every other weekend, he'd write 100 citations, Fiskard said. Ah. Their municipal court is their cash cow. Viscard explained how the pressure put on judges in the area caused him and many others to quit. Quit? Integrity? Whew. What a weird concept. Integrity. And a judge. Eee. The pressure to collect revenues in Calvert and probably other small towns in Texas, do you think, is excessive. And what happens is You've got judges like me who say they've got better things to do with my time. Thank you very much, and God bless you. I'll move on, Viscard said. Great. He also revealed that police departments from many small towns in the area of Texas funded their entire budgets with speeding tickets. What a concept. Oh, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. But the town spends so much money on Police and security, sure. Their entire budgets are being covered by speeding tickets. According to Piscard, some towns would not even be able to have a police force if it weren't for the speeding tickets. In the town of Calvert, for example, the local government refuses to pay for a prosecutor and would be unable to actually take speeding tickets to trial if the defendant wanted to fight back. They count on you not fighting back. In some towns, there are more pending cases than there are people. You hear that? In some towns, there are more pending cases than there are people. In the town of Hearn, there are only 4,400 people, but 12,000 municipal court cases pending. Hmm. That's uh, three cases per person. And... 4,400 people, that's probably counting every man, woman, and child in the town. <laughs> in Calvert, there's an average of five pending cases for every person in the town. Don't forget, folks, you, you, you and I, the average American Joe citizen, commit three Felony offenses, on average, per day. Really? Think we need a few more laws? We need some law legislators that are de-legislators. I thought we were going to have less laws, not more laws. The mindset of most small towns, including Calvert, and I can only speak for Calvert, Mr. Um, Discard said, is, after all, we're only Calvert. Who's going to know? Problem is, I knew, Viscard said. <laughs> WFAA reported that none of the towns in question had ever been audited. Wow. Never audited. Very interesting. Hey, that's a guy with integrity. you got to love it. A little integrity goes a long ways. A little integrity goes a long ways. Um... Let's see, we have, we're just about at the middle of the show. Don't forget, folks, the uh, good folks in uh, Bangor at the Natural Living Center, 
they support us. We support them. Uh, if you would like to stock up on a few things, time's a wasting. Give them a call quick and give you a nice discount on pre-ordered special order products. If you order a 50-pound bag of rice or 25-pound bag of rice, you're going to get, I don't know, a 10 or 15% discount, nice discount, as opposed to going in and buying it even at the decent price in the bulk section. So give them a call, 207-990-2646, 207-990-2646, Natural Living Center. They're located on Longview Drive in Bangor. They really do have an excellent uh, supplement department, knowledgeable people. I get to hang around there once in a while and help folks make uh, choices for their health and wellness. And if you're down there, in there, over there, around there, stop in and say hello. Uh, there's always good hot coffee and muffins in the morning, sandwiches in the afternoon. they got a great cafe. Stop in and say hello. Natural Living Center, Longview Drive in Bangor, 9902646. Also, John Cave and Countywide Vacuum. John sells a perfect vacuum and services the rest. John's got a wall of bags, vacuum cleaner bags, vacuum cleaner belts. He'll put them in a bag and send them any place in the country. Give him a call. John Caven, Countywide Vacuum, 207-492-1492, 207-492-1492. And County Co-op is your buying club for Rooster County. County Co-op has a, it's a membership type thing. It's a simple idea, like it's a, kind of a co-op deal. And we deliver from Holton to Fort Kent and every place in between. Well, it's not too far off the beaten path. Give them a call, 694-0721, 694-0721. County Co-op, your buying club for Aroostook County and beyond. Okay, let's see. Jump back into a couple things here. Um, I like this refresher on rights. Let's do this, and then we'll jump into some of the not-so-good stuff. This is by uh, Donald Klein, written August 9th of this year. The Second Amendment, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Do we have right to keep and bear arms, or do we have a privilege to keep and bear arms? What's the difference? The difference is rights. Not just Second Amendment rights. Rights are beyond the reach of government. No one has to ask government for permission to exercise a right that does not interfere with anyone else's right. Privileges, on the other hand, are issued or denied by government and may be revoked by government. Ah, privileges. Hmm. Granted rights. Whether they are called constitutionally granted or not. Granted. Anything that's granted or issued by the government can be ungranted or unissued anytime they want. How's that marriage license working for you? Now that anybody can get a marriage license to marry whatever they want, me and my dog. So rights are beyond the reach of government, cannot be licensed, cannot have a fee attached, and a permit applied. No one has to ask government for permission to exercise a right as long as that right does not interfere with someone else's right. You get it? Even the Secretary of State in his blue sealed document says Jack McCarthy's right to operate. I have a right to operate. Can't be a fee attached and a permit applied. Now, driving, that's a different situation. That's a profession. And they can regulate that. Do we have a right to be secure from interrogation? That young cop we were just talking about believes so and stopped the security guards from searching those people. They had no right to search them without a warrant and probable cause, blah, 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 blah. Do we have a right to be secure from interrogation? Do we have a right to be secure from search of our person, our house, our papers, 
and effects and the seizure of anything, including other rights in the absence of a warrant founded on probable cause of criminal conduct. Not violation of some statute. Eh? There's a difference. Really, there's got to be a criminal conduct. There has to be a victim. No victim, no crime. Hmm. So why is it that the local police force that is actually the in the employ of the town to protect the town's rights has no obligation whatsoever to respond to anything you do ask for. They do, but they don't have any obligation to. Hmm. Interesting. The Fourth Amendment, the U.S. Constitution for the United States of America, says we do. Do we have a right to be secure from being deprived of our rights without due process by a court of criminal law? The Fifth Amendment of the Constitution for the United States of America several United States, those several sovereign independent states. Do we have a right to be secure from the federal exercise of power not delegated and the state exercise of power prohibited to the states? Mm -hmm. The Tenth Amendment of the Constitution for the United States says we do. Then why do we allow the federal government to compel violation of our fourth, fifth, tenth, and so on. So it can issue or deny us permission to exercise our Second Amendment rights or our First Amendment rights. If any right, if any right can be licensed, then any right can be licensed. If your right to travel or your right to speak or your right to engage in worship, if your right can be diminished or removed or licensed, then your right to life can be licensed, permitted, and denied. I like that. Think about that. Any right, if any right can be licensed, have a permit issued, then any right can be licensed and have a permit issued. And if you do not have that license, then you cannot engage in that activity. Whether that is hunting, survival, speech, or life, or travel. How's that TSA thing working for you? Hmm? You can't, and actually, in just, uh, let's see, September, October, November, December, in five months, and two weeks, you will not be able to travel on an airplane from Prescott, Maine to Portland, Maine in the state. You will not be able to travel on an airplane without a an enhanced federal federally compliant identification card. You think you have a right to travel? You think you have freedom? Four and a half months. Four and a half months. And you will not be able to get on a plane in Bangor and do a little hop down to Augusta without a federally compliant enhanced ID card. Hmm. How's that Fourth Amendment working for you guys? Hmm? But it's okay. You just keep getting those driver licenses. You just keep getting those marriage licenses. You just keep getting those hunting licenses. You just keep keep it up. Yeah, I don't have any problem with, and we need to have social norms. Stop signs. I love stop signs. They're great things. Those little six-sided things with a white edge and a red center that says stop. 
and keeps morons from T-boning me in the intersection. I like stop signs. What I don't like is the little hidden black and white that's sitting behind the sign that says, oh, your wheels will still, we're still turning at one hundredth of a mile per hour. Therefore, you broke the rules. Pay us $200. It's a cash cow, people. It's a cash cow. This is, and we, they absolutely said this. They actually put this out there for the people when the, what is it, 652, uh, the constitutional carry bill was passed and went to the, the bean counters. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This could be, this could be revenue deficient. I mean, we could be in trouble here. And it wasn't the permitting fees that they were talking about because the state police actually made the statement that the fees don't cover the cost. So eliminating the permitting process is going to save the state police money. Anyway, what the bean counters were saying is if we remove this law, if we remove this restriction on the people, there will be less people breaking a law, therefore less revenue into the coffers because we have less laws on the books. Not as, not as many people will be able to be given summons for breaking this law if we eliminate the law, so maybe we can't eliminate the law because it's all about the money. Think about that. Think about it. We are, oh, I'm not even going to use that word. It's written properly here, but if you say it, I will have Mike Tipping Spitz and Mario Moretto all over me. They'll be using that nasty, those nasty words. We are blankety blank of the first nation in 50 centuries and forever to establish the principle that private individual rights trump the arbitrary whims of kings and princes and neighborhood warlords and even majority rule by voter initiative. If we want to restore a constitutional republic, Take it away from this rogue occupation government not deriving every scintilla of its power from the consent of the governed. U.S. Constitution, not written correctly. The small U, United States Constitution for the United States, for America then we had better stop asking government permission to exercise our rights, better stop the Bloomberg Universal Background Check Initiative, we better repeal the Brady Act of 93, the Gun Control Act of 68, and the National Firearms Act of 34. There's much time left to save our country, folks. Get a grip. Most of that, except for my uh, interjections, was written by uh, Don Klein and his uh, newsletter, which is uh, Jews for the Preservation of Firearms Ownership. Great site. Great site. Okay. Next. Next and next we have... Oh, here we go. Makes me crazy. Amnesty International. Yep, I'm going to do this. Amnesty International votes to support decriminalization sex trade. Really. After a well-publicized international debate, the delegates from Amnesty International voted on Tuesday to support a policy that calls for decriminalization of the sex trade, including prostitution, payment for sex, and brothel ownership. Amnesty International has been, uh, foc- has been focused on has been the focus of determined and passionate lobbying campaign by celebrities opposing the move. Ah, however, the majority still found that criminalization contributes 
to the abuse of women and girls around the world. <clears throat> How's that work? <coughs> the vote was taken by 400 members from 60 countries. Hmm. Amnesty International, 400 members, 60 countries. They heard from a host of Hollywood stars and luminaries like Jimmy Carter calling for the group to reject the proposal and stay true to its mission. Hmm. Mission? Eh, a little mission creep. Just a little mission creep here. The group spent two years studying the impact of criminalization and comparing jurisdictions with legal and illegal sex trades. It found that those jurisdictions criminalizing the sex trade had a higher incidence of arbitrary arrest and detention, extortion and harassment, and physical and sexual violence. Ah, with the vote, the group will now join other groups seeking decriminalization in lobbying governments and politicians, libertarians, and other for others support decriminalization as a matter of individual choice so long as the trade involves consenting adults. They argue that it's easier to regulate the industry in places like Nevada where it's legal. Hmm. Yeah. I think this is going to work, huh? Hmm. Sweden's foreign minister insisted that the concept of choice for women in the trades is a myth. Oh, we don't support choice. We support choice. We support. No, wait a minute. Wait. The only choice they support is choose to kill a baby. When it comes to choice, they really want choice. How about choice in vaccinations? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, 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 no. We, we need to make vaccinations mandatory. Oh, and uh, by the way, um, Mr. Carson, Ben Carson, yeah, I mean, likable guy, obviously, obviously brilliant, brilliant mind. And I, I really like the uh, manner in which he speaks and his, his demeanor is great, except for the little problem with, uh, <clears throat> he thinks, uh, are you 685 or 485, 485 that the after, the morning after pill, he thinks that that abortion pill is just fine. And uh, and he thinks that uh, you really shouldn't be able to deny or refuse a vaccine because, after all, the state knows best, right? <clears throat> state knows best. Oh, and uh, so our Second Amendment, he just absolutely, absolutely believes in the Second Amendment, um, except for some firearms and background checks and no one in a in an urban area needs a, an automatic weapon or more than 10 rounds whoa wait a minute buddy wait a minute hello come on anyway Think about that for a minute. <clears throat> Think about that for a minute. Okay. Amnesty International. Great, great. Just love it. Okay. Now, Prison Planet. Creepy school rolls out iris scanner for cafeteria entry system. No, come on. That's your tinfoil hat talking, really? Well, they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that, really. Huh. Students are not happy about this. Virginia Commonwealth University is attracting controversy after it launched a high-tech iris scanning system to control entry to the school's secure area. <laughs> to the school's cafeteria. Really. Prompting students to complain about the creepy new technology. Students won't need their ID to enter the dining center anymore, said Stephen Barr, director of campus services at Virginia Commonwealth University. With iris identification, it's as simple as a camera taking a picture of their eyes, and two seconds later, they just walk through. Nice, huh? What do you think? Nah, they would never do that, right? The system is voluntary for now and is intended to be used to speed up queues 
and act as an alternative for students who forgot their ID cards. Your papers, please. The iris scan generates a number, which is then tied to the student. The iCam 7100 iris camera, I think we had a guy talking about those on here a couple of years ago. Hmm? Mark? Yeah? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Ah, you guys are just conspiracy theorists. Really? This camera is made by North Carolina-based Color ID. Take a high-definition photo of the user's iris and then identify 220-plus unique points. It then generates a number, which is associated with that individual's meal plan holder's iris. Cute, huh? Students took the university's official Facebook page to express their concern, with one remarking, SpyNet has begun, a reference to the malvolient artificial intelligence system in the Terminator movies. No, they wouldn't do that. To, you know, like creepy and unnecessary tracking of student behavior, wrote another student. Unnecessary use of invasive technology. It's a meal plan, not national security. Or will much? Hmm? Others complained that the new system was a waste of money, although the university insisted that funding had come from outside sources. Really? Really? Mm-hmm. I like them outside sources. I like them uh, 30, 40, $50,000 a year schools. But it's okay, because Hillary only gets $2 million from doing those speeches at colleges. Money that should be going to students, money that should be going to the expenses of the school paid to Hillary Clinton makes me want to gag. Oh, but you know, she told the truth, just an aside. You know, she said that there was no classified material on her private server. And you know what? She probably was telling the truth. There wasn't any classified information. It was mostly top secret. You got to unbelievable. Unbelievable. Just unbelievable. Uh, let's see. Um, others complained the new system was a waste of money. Yep. Outside sources. Numerous other schools and universities around the country have introduced similar systems, including George Mason University. Georgia Southern University. Such technology not only does not only represent a privacy risk, it also serves to make students become accustomed with technology that are associated with law enforcement, with some fearing that schools are increasingly resembling prisons. Hmm. As the New York Times reports, facial recognition software once used to hunt terrorists in Iraq and Afghanistan is now being used with few guidelines and with little oversight or public disclosure in the realm of conventional crime fighting. And no crime fighting. Hmm? Hmm? Nice, huh? Your facial recognition points taken at public events, your facial recognition points taken at any arrest, whether it's valid or not, whether the charges are dropped or not, no matter what, it's already in the database. Oh, we erased it. Sure you did. Ha, sure you did. They probably put it on uh, Hillary's server. That's how erased it is, huh? Uh, well, the question comes, this question comes from a friend, Chuck Baldwin. Pay attention. Do Christians and conservatives really desire a police state? Oh, of course not. But when you start to ask them questions, well, sure, well, yeah, well, yeah, well, mm-hmm. Wait a minute. That's the definition of a police state, guys. Well, no, I don't want a police state, really. But you want blank, 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 and blank. Well, yeah, that's uh, 
national security. That's uh, that's safety. That's but you don't want a police state. No, no. Uh huh. Really, a Nazi-like, Stalin-like, male-like police state is being constructed in earnest in America. It started a long time ago. Chuck's referencing it starting with the Patriot Act of 2001, and it's only gotten worse every year since. I got news for you. It started probably in earnest back around uh, 1933, but uh, we'll give him that. It's only gotten worse, and in reality, this Burgundy police state has no serious opposition with the exception of 75 million-plus gun owners. <clears throat> Democrats and Republicrats alike are actively facilitating the American police state. About the only time one party or the other opposes police state-type legislation is when their party is in the minority, and this is only done in an attempt to make the other party look bad. But as soon as the minority party becomes the majority party, it immediately supports the same police state legislation that had previously they had previously opposed. The classic example is the Patriot Act itself. Now, now, whoa, wait a minute. That sounds an awful, awful lot like um where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? I had it right in front of me and it disappeared. Men naturally rebel against the injustice of which they are victims. Oh, wait a minute. According to their degree of enlightenment, these plundered classes may propose one of two entirely different purposes when they attempt to attain political power. Either they may wish to stop the lawful plunder or they may wish to share in it. Want to share in it? Really? Um, Democrats, Republicans, uh, as soon as the minority party becomes the majority party, immediately supports the same police state legislation that it had previously opposed. A classic example is the Patriot Act. I remember standing with former Congressman, former Libertarian Party presidential candidate, Bob Barr, asking the Patriot Act against the Patriot Act at a rally in Florida. I clearly recall Bob Barr noting that when Bill Clinton was president, Democrats tried to pass the Patriot Act under another name, but it was rejected by a Republican Congress. But when George Bush proposed the same bill under the name of the USA Patriot Act, which Congressman Barr said was almost, where was it? Noted that when Bill Clinton, where I missed my, I lost my place, said almost word for word the same bill the GOP had defeated just a few years before. Republican Congress quickly passed it. The way things work in D.C., neither party cares a flip about the Bill of Rights or the Constitution. All they care about is power. Basic folks, both parties are working in tandem to turn the United States into a giant police state. Furthermore, the national news media, including Fox News, is in lockstep totally with this proliferating police state. Writing for Global Research, Stephen Ledman reports freedom in America is being systematically destroyed, one police state law at a time, with most people ignorant and or indifferent about what's happening. Washington's criminal class is bipartisan in lockstep, lockstep against government representing everyone equitably and fairly serving privileged interests only. S. Uh, Resolution 1705, Intelligence Authorization Act for fiscal year 2016, compromises free expression and privacy rights already gravely eroded. If enacted, Section 603 will require online companies who inform Washington of any actual knowledge of facts and circumstances related to undefined terrorist activity meaning warrantless searches and seizures of personal electronic content will be authorized, potentially subjecting countless numbers of innocent people to unjustifiable scrutiny. How's that working for us? Um, be secure in your person, papers, and possessions. Hmm. Vague language makes independent journalists 
political, anti-war, and social justice activists, academics, and students doing legitimate research as well as others vulnerable to being called suspected terrorists. Boy, we know all about that, don't we? The report continued saying one definition of terrorist activity can be another's way of describing freedom fighting. Legitimate government criticism could be misrepresented and misused. Uh, they wouldn't do that. They would. You've got to be kidding. The report concluded anyone ideologically opposed to U.S. policy could become vulnerable to arrest, prosecution, conviction, and imprisonment for expressing their views online. Police states operate this way. Provisions like Section 603 violate fundamental constitutional and international law guaranteed rights, not constitutional rights, constitutionally guaranteed rights. At stake is further erosion of First and Fourth Amendment freedoms. Wake up, folks. That's uh, Senate Resolution 1705 and Section 603. That's going to do it for this morning. Have a great day, folks. And we will see you on the radio. WXME AM 780, Monticello, Holton, Presque Isle. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.